Welcome, foolish mortals, to Awful Neutral. Well, welcome, guys. I'm your dungeon master for today. I'm gonna set the mood. I'm gonna turn off the lights. I'm gonna. Wouldn't that make you a dungeon mistress? Am I? I don't know. Dungeon miser. We'll see. <laughs> Ooh, I like that one. So for today's game, well, thank you guys for tuning in to Awful Neutral. This is Sarah Lee. I'm the dungeon mistress for today, and Damian handed over the reins. And allowed me to do an episode of my choosing today. So in I my like greatest fantasy, I grabbed him out of his hand. Yeah, he's got rope burn. I left the car keys on the table and I turned my back <laughs> for two fucking seconds. <laughs> and I'm here, bitches. And my plan is to run you all down. Um, in my greatest fantasy, I kill you all. So <laughs> we've earned it. I get it. Anybody who's listening to the show gets it. I picked a great episode this to come back to. This one hold up in a uh, law of court, court of law. So alrighty. <laughs> Uh, well, we're going to play Call of Cthulhu, but in Sarah Lee Steiner's world of things, we're all going to play different serial killers. So a lot Ooh. of today's episode is going to ba be based on true, factual things from famous serial killers in American history. Um, Interesting I have side note, uh, Clint is a serial killer in real life, so someone's going to get to play him. This yeah. is going to be exciting because the FBI does believe that there's um, a couple of handful, maybe like 20 to 30 serial killers at any given moment that uh, haven't been caught. Does that mean I'm going to so, be in a documentary someday? <laughs> potentially. And I can't wait to be the person they interview. And I'm just like, okay. everybody's like, he was so nice and so normal. And I'll be yeah. like, nah, he was a jerk the whole time. <laughs> you know, there was something in his eyes. You couldn't tell then, but now we knew. We know. Say, being we in the San Diego comedy scene, I feel like 20 to 30 is a low <laughs> estimate. <laughs> well, but based on serial killer, meaning they've killed three or more people. Oh, I'm no, well aware. I should really blame myself because I usually judge gingers harshly. And with him, I, I just let my guard down. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are going to be playing different serial killers. I have created multiple characters. And then based on what you roll is who you will be assigned. Each character has a specific weapon of choice. So you're going to be allowed to use any weapon you want to. However, your distinct weapon of choice will give you an advantage. But there are certain real world characteristics of your person that will play into your skill set. So some of you might already start with lower sanity points because the defense did find you were batshit crazy. Uh, some of you might have a little bit of a lower <laughs> IQ. Some of you might be really suave and charming, while others are just creepy from the get go. Ooh. Any questions so far? Is there a serial killer whose weapon is biting sarcasm? <laughs> no, because sarcasm it. unfortunately doesn't kill. It just isolates. Give it time. <laughs> <laughs> Do we know each other? So we'll get into that. There are theories okay. out there that serial killers were aware of each other and had communication with each other. Mm. Um, however, that really hasn't been 
confirmed, but there are cases where certain serial killers were in jail together. So there are um, serial killers who did interact. Obviously, a little bit of this is fictionalized in that not all of these characters coexisted at the same time, um, but we're, for the sake of our game, assuming in this non-existent time period, we are all at the same um, timeline with each other and in one one setting. <laughs> I'm really worried that who, no matter who Jesse gets, like if Jesse gets John Wayne Gacy, for example, every character Jesse plays is super likable. He's going to make John Wayne Gacy <laughs> really <laughs> likable. <laughs> well, isn't well, that why he succeeded as a yes, horrible serial killer? Yes, and part killer? of that was he was slightly charming in his alter ego of Pogo the Clown. So there you go. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, I encourage you guys to set the mood, turn off the lights, light a candle, get ready for spookiness. I'm actually a little worried right now that this is mm. less a game and more a Sarah just trying to figure out what type of uh, problems we all have mentally in real life. <laughs> I've already diagnosed you all. Out by so. now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you think with her profession. <laughs> it doesn't just come naturally. Like Batman just sees crime wherever he goes. She sees mm-hmm. disorders wherever she goes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. DSM, it's like that scene in A Beautiful Mind where all the numbers, but for me, it's the pages of the DSM. Just like, yes, there's the diagnosis. That Terminator vision when looking at you, narcissist. (laughs) (laughs) So, if you guys are ready, I'll set the scene. Ready. I'm excited. And also, I just want to say before we start, thank you for doing this, Sarah Lee. This is really thrilling to finally have you DMing one. I I just can't wait. I'm so excited to mess this up. So, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be there to pounce when it happens. <laughs> so, you wake up and you're in a dark and musty bedroom. You're lying on a bed. You're not really sure where you are, you're not really oriented to everything. However, on the wall to your left, you see a crumpled up note with a nail that's holding it into the wall. You get up from the bed and you grab this letter. If you're reading this, then the sedatives must have worn off. You may still feel groggy, but that will soon pass. I'm sure you have many questions, but I will only answer the pertinent ones. This is the Zodiac. I know you have heard of me, just as I have heard of you. I have also been watching you for many years. I have been a fan of your work in infamy, but you have let me down. You see, unlike me, you failed to not get caught. You may notice that you are no longer in your normal cell on death row. This is because I have taken you. You are now in my home. Don't waste your energy on trying to find me, for you will never be successful. I can see and hear everything you do but you cannot see me. Why have I brought you here? It's simple. I want to respect you again. How will you do this? By surviving the tasks I laid before you. You have two hours to complete them all. Should you fail, you will be killed by my hand. Should you win, I will set you free to continue your passion of killing others. When you're ready, open the armoire in the bedroom you'll see that I have reunited you with your beloved weapon of choice. Once armed, step out into the hallway for your first challenge. Oh, and I almost forgot. 
You're not the only one I've invited into my home. Good luck. This is like Saw All-Star Edition. <laughs> yes! Yeah. I found a heating pad. That gave me chills and I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Perfect. Although, so Ted Cruz has us in a basement. Gotcha. <laughs> when you said open the armoire for your weapon of choice, I really want Christopher Walken to dance out of there. I kept on hearing Fat Boy Slim too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so each of you are in a bedroom. And on the opposite side of where you found this note, there is an armoire. If you open this armoire, there will be a full-sized mirror. This will be the first time you look at yourself in this new environment. So we'll go around. For each of you, I need you to roll a 1d6 to determine what your reflection is. Damien rolled a 6. I, Salvador, rolled a 5. Okay. Dave rolled a 4. A four. Cl- Clint rolled a six. I'm guessing. Give me one second, Jesse. Would you roll? Three. <laughs> okay. So um, if I can have Damien and Clint, you guys both rolled a six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can have you both roll again, whoever you guys has the fight lower. To the death. <laughs> whoever has the lower number is getting one person, and whoever gets the higher number gets the other. I rolled a one. You got a one. Okay. It's a limbo All competition. Right. Clint, you just lost. I did. Unless he rolls a one. I, I rolled a two. I tried. I tried. I couldn't get it. Okay, perfect, perfect. Valiant Perfect. So based in number order, just based on what you guys rolled, we're going to start with Damien. So Damien, you're looking in the mirror of this armoire, and before you, you see a skinny, kind of straggly man with a little bit of a beard and kind of some big, fluffy, dark hair like you all to welcome to the game Mr. Night Stalker himself, Mr. Richard Ramirez. Oh, God. Oh and God. inside your armoire, you are being reunited with your favorite weapon, your machete. How does it feel to be skinny, Damien? Went <laughs> <laughs> with the zinger. <laughs> Up to you if you have the pentagram drawn on your hand or not. Uh, I do. Also, uh, like Richard Ramirez, I have extreme halitosis. My breath just smells <laughs> terrible. Perfect, um, perfect. Why do you I, know I, that? I listen to a lot of... I listen to the last podcast on the left. They cover a yep. lot of shit. Um, and I, I will say the last okay. book on the left was a great resource for me in creating a lot of this. So shout out to them. I'm afraid already. Richard Ramirez is like truly evil incarnate and that's like mm-hmm. compared next like Ted Bundy and shit so it's gonna be an interesting character alright I like how Damien's trying to big league us oh already God. yeah so Jesse just to catch you up so many believe that Richard Ramirez was really heavy into Satanism he had a lot of like childhood issues that potentially led into substance use which then led into his love for killing people um, he was notorious for breaking into homes for a lot of sexual assaults a lot of rapes and then also murders as Richard Ramirez, you do have elevated skill sets in being sneaky and quiet. So because you were so good at breaking into homes and patiently waiting in closets until people mm-hmm. found you, um, those are skills you can use to your advantage in, in this game. Because you, Damien, were so skilled at being creepy. Yes. <laughs> I now refer to you as your serial killer. As Richard Ramirez, I am uh, the chaotic evil one. So like, yes. <laughs> yeah, I love this game. <laughs> Wasn't he also like, like a huge coward, like he ran away a lot. Anytime there was a little bit of confrontation, he'd 
and book it? Yeah. 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 So. I'm not brave. Yeah. <laughs> you want, like, like, I kill. It doesn't mean I'm a fucking, like, you know, I'm, yeah. it doesn't mean I'm a badass. So then, so then Damien, if I can have you roll three D100s, and the highest number will be your sanity. The highest roll was 74. How do you get a 74 out of a die that always ends in zero? No, D100. Zero, one to 100. You can get anything between oh. 1 to 100. Oh, my goodness. Stupid me. Okay, sorry. All right, scrap <laughs> the whole mission. She did it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I have Joe on standby. Joe, step in here. I, <laughs> I like how she's spoiled okay, by perfect. basic math. Listen, I know serial killers. I don't know arithmetic. So you can put that as your sanity. So I'm going to have all of you guys start with like the same constitution. You'll all be at 100. Um, but then like your sanity point is really going to be the only other numbers I care about. Because as you go through tasks in this game, and if you struggle to complete them, or as you come across things that give you yourselves the heebie-jeebies, it will impact your sanity. And then as you lose your sanity you lose advantages to being on the peak performance for the tasks that come up. Clint, you're next. Okay. You rolled, I think you said you rolled a two. And you also see kind of a straggly, tall man, skinny, small frame, wearing a baseball cap, kind of has a sunken look in his face. So I just see myself. Yeah, you see yourself. (laughs) <laughs> in every serial killer, Clint sees himself. You heard it. He said it right there. <laughs> also, every one of our descriptions is be, it's a tall, scraggly man. <laughs> He's a tall, scraggly, pale, sallow-eyed white man. Not all of them. However, sorry, I lost my track of my notes here. Um, you are pretty notorious in the world of serial killers. Some will say you are even the inspiration for many Hollywood films. You are the definition of a mama's boy. Mr. Buffalo Bill himself, please welcome Ed Gein. Ooh. <laughs> so that's many. A, that's a fun one. Do I want to ask so who Ed, the hell that Ed is? So Ed Gein is believed to be the inspiration behind the movie Psycho and the character Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs. He mm-hmm. is most notorious for being so in love with his mother that when she passed away, he began killing people and skinning them to create a replica of his mother, and he made a skin suit that he would wear and dance out in the full moon. Wait, no. So mm-hmm. that's real? Yeah, that, that, he was also was a slight real? inspiration for the Chainsaw Massacre. That's what I was going to say. It yeah. puts the lotion yeah. on the skin or it gets the hose again. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there are, there oh are beliefs God. that he um, was really into necromancy. However, there's a lot of debate because he technically only confessed to two kills. So by definition, he's not a serial killer. However, there were a lot of mysterious disappearances during his time that the police believe he was involved in. So that's why he's classified as a serial killer. Clint. Right now, just picture me as a tiny white dog in a basket. (laughs) Oh, the basket dog killer? That guy was the worst. (laughs) Now... Clint, your character, Ed, is really good. Your skill sets are sewing and, and do-it-yourself dancing. projects and dancing. <laughs> um, you're actually a really well-known babysitter within the community. Good Though Lord. you don't ever hurt kids, oh, nobody God. believed all the kids that came back to report to their parents the shrunken heads and the lampshades made out of human skin or the faces that were sewn into various items throughout his house. 
and then in the armoire you are also going to see you are being reunited with the believed first weapon of choice, a large rock. Ooh. It's like Charlie <laughs> Brown on Halloween over here. Yeah. Rock and a needle a and rock. thread. Well, you don't have a needle and thread, but you oh, are quite man. skilled at sewing and the creative aspects. Do it yourself. You're good at tinkering with things. But your weapon is a very large rock, which is believed that your first kill, which was believed to be your brother, happened by hitting him over the head with a rock. He forgot okay. Mother's Day. <laughs> Damien, I don't want you to ever let these guys give you shit ever again about going too far <laughs> on our Awful Neutral podcast. I'm offended by the strip club scene. I will always <laughs> point this episode back out so that you will never take crap again. My stitching of skin episode would be way more graphic. I debated if I should make that a task or not of like who could be the best skin <laughs> suit maker. <laughs> I I could probably I'm pretty handy. I'm pretty crafty. I could. Uh, yeah. I feel like I'm gonna my, get Kemper. My mom taught me how to sew. I'm, I'm good with a needle. Clint could make a whole treehouse out of human skin. Yeah, he house. A he and she house. Sal, you are next. A he house. Um, so Sal, you look in the mirror and you see someone quite tall, little on the pudgier side, maybe a little frumpy to do, but yet a, a unspoken strength about you that people might not necessarily expect. But there's also a slight, um, charming, charismatic, and friendly smile about your face. Uh, you're known in the town as a construction worker with a history of managing KFCs. Uh, you're very <laughs> friendly. Your wife doesn't quite understand your sexual preferences of being bisexual, which has led to your most recent divorce. But you find comfort in your true passion as being Pogo the Clown. You are the clown killer. Please welcome John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Oh, my God. <laughs> How are you? Now... Perfect. Now, John, you have a confirmed 33 murders, which does put you in what we will call the heavy hitters league in terms of the most number of dead bodies to be proven, because there are a lot of guys out there who talk a lot of talk. Um, you are being reunited with your beloved. I gotta confirm that I got the right thing. You're being beloved, your beloved choice weapon multi-tool-ish, like your shovel. All right. Good to your see you, little buddy. Yeah. Now... <laughs> does, he, does, he, does he have a name for it? Was he, like, psychotic? Would he, like... Would I, am I, do I have to wiki him real quick? If do you I... need to. He was, he was a very charming man. Um, he was notorious for killing children, specifically young boys, through his persona... That is charming. Yeah, per, through his persona, Pogo the Clown. Um, but he was a friendly member of his community and nobody ever thought otherwise. He really enjoyed coming to events dressed up as Pogo the Clown. However, for the sake of this adventure today, you will not be allowed to be in your Pogo the Clown outfit. Okay. You will have to remain in your normal clothing. He's a huge conservative, by the way. He's very oh, conservative. Course. Probably a Q conspirator. And also very good at painting. 
Um, a lot of his paintings have gone on to sell for significant amounts of money that he's been painting while he was on death row. Well, who's to say I can't have a socks hide? Definitely. Libtard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jesse, you are next. Okay. Jesse, you are looking in the mirror and you see someone kind of a wiry frame. Finally. Not too tall, <laughs> not too short, but distinct, <laughs> distinct glasses and blonde okay. hair swept across your face, your forehead. Oh no. You have a, a boyish <laughs> charm to your face. I'd like everybody to welcome the zombie creator himself, Mr. Jeffrey Dahmer. Why did I know I was going to get that? <laughs> I was certain um, I was going to get Kemper. So Jeffrey Dahmer was well known for being among the gay community and struggling with his sexuality, in which he sought after um, homosexual men. And his main agenda was to try and create a zombie boyfriend that would live forever and essentially have as a sex slave. So he was notorious for having multiple bodies within his home that he was experimenting on, trying to mix different chemicals with them and see if there was a way to inject different chemicals into their head to essentially keep the body alive but turn the brain off. Unfortunately, despite his best efforts to be a scientist, he kind of just ended up killing all of them and nobody if ever became the Reddit. zombie. If only he had tried Reddit. If only Reddit was around. People shit on Pavlov. Almost all those dogs died. And like, I was like, that guy is a fucking hero in the science community. Dahmer does, you know what? I don't understand this world. Um, you know, Dahmer's known for being kind of a weird, kooky guy. He goes out of his way to get a laugh. He wants to be liked by people, but he's also a raging alcoholic who gets to a tipping point where he cannot control himself anymore, and he goes about killing um, he's also really well liked by his neighbors who were very friendly. He'd invite them over and eat dinner with them, although they were constantly disturbed by the horrific smell coming out of his apartment. It's unsettling how close that is to a description of many open micers in town. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, you are being reconnected with your favorite tool, an axe. Can I just say that I just lost another insanity point or whatever? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I haven't had any of you guys roll yet. Um, Dave, you are the last character we have here. You're looking in the mirror. Come on, Charlie Manson. <laughs> you see someone also slightly tall, average build, not too skinny, but also not really that strong. But there is a slight you know, maybe some would say attractiveness to your distinct jawline and subtle, maybe unibrow across your forehead. Some will even say that you are a ladies' man. Uh, you are charming, well-spoken, and educated. Though the ladies at Florida State University would say otherwise, please welcome Mr. Ted Bundy. Oh my god. Knew it. Well, hello, you handsome devil. Now, Mr. Ted Bundy, you are notorious for having your arm in a fake sling and or using crutches, but for the point of today's exercises, you will not have ex access to any of those. You are being reconnected with your beloved tool, a tire iron. 
which you notoriously use, you would often Change set tires. up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you were notorious for having a Volkswagen Beetle and would often be seen around town as a nice, sweet gentleman with his arm in a sling who would ask unsuspecting women to help him load his car, at which point you would hit them over the head with a tire iron and shove them into your car for later dismembering. Well, not dismembering, but killing, and then you would dump the body, and then you kept coming back to it afterwards. But, needless Why to say... Why afterwards? Let's, I, he would uh, look at the different stages of decomposition. <laughs> Never trust anybody driving a bug. That's the lesson. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I will say... Um, you know, as I'm looking over, I forgot to mention a couple things here. So if I can have you all roll three um, D100s. Now, also, what kind of cowardly bullshit is that with the sling? That's like a cheat code. Like, oh, help well, me. It, it let down the girls' guards because... No, I know. I'm just saying, like, as know? a killer, that's pretty... Maybe you had Munchausen's was. and, like, you always just were gaining love <laughs> that sympathy and the attention you got from pretending to be sick. Ted Bundy is notorious for being so smart that he got caught, arrested, went to court, and asked to be his own lawyer because he did have a law background, and at which point he convinced the judge that he needed to have access to the court library, at which point he was left unattended, broke out of the window, escaped, and went on to have a fun little berserker mode killing spree before he got caught again. That might have been because he was so sexy, not because he was so smart, though. The judge was just he, like, wow, this guy he is... He definitely, you know, he went for a... Oh, God, what's Gertrude's move? Roll for... Jelly hand? For Seduction. Seduction, yes. Now, so all of you have rolled. A couple of you are going to have different things here. So, Mr. Ed Gein, Clint, you are going to... You definitely have a mental health diagnosis. You are definitely starting off as crazy. So, between you your three rolls... You know why she said that roles, to Clint, by the way? <laughs> Between your three rolls, you will choose the lowest number, and that will be your starting sanity point. So you are going to start off a little crazier than everybody else. Um, so then, Sal, you know, you do have your skill set of being charming and friendly, so you're going to be able to have an advantage if you want to woo or persuade or anything like that. Okay, that's good to know. Perfect. <laughs> what was that? That's good to know. I think I'm going to go with that one. His voice. I like it. He's from the he's from the Midwest. I don't know what that means. Did he just call it home, yeah. No big deal. Jeffrey, you are also from the Midwest. I, I believe am. you were from uh, I think Ohio. If I remember correctly. I can't remember. Ohio boy, okay. I know. <laughs> ninety four was my highest. Thirty three was my lowest. Okay, so Sal ninety four is going to be your starting sanity. Okay. So you are really with it. And then Clint, what was your lowest roll? Uh, not too bad. 27. Nice. 27 Good is your starting. So your sanity's on the rocks right now. Yeah. Um, and then Jesse, what did you roll? What was your top? The highest number is 76. Perfect. Okay. And then Dave, what was your roll? My highest was not great. My highest was 66. So, Is that our sanity? That's your sanity. So Sal is the most sane and straightforward of everybody here. Jesse and Damien, you're not completely at 100% there. You're struggling, but for the most part, you're doing okay. Dave, you're just a little below them. And then Clint, 
you're 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 on the rocks right now. You're you got very few points to help rock, you. By the way, I'm I'm holding a rock and I'm on the rocks. Yeah. Yes, but you're not at rock bottom yet. We've got room. Oh no. And then, like Call of Cthulhu, as you come up on tasks, I'm gonna have you roll to see your outcome. Like you can tell me what you want to do, and then you're gonna roll to see how well you do that. And then your outcome in terms of impact to sanity or um, your constitution, we're gonna do the same rolling schematics where you want the lowest number uh, to be successful. And then the higher your number, the the worse you do. Um, what was my weapon, and what was my other ability besides sneaking? Uh, you Damien, your your weapon is a machete, mm-hmm. and you are really good at patience and sneaking around, being quiet, breaking into homes. And mine can is, you remind me of my? Uh, I know it's an axe. You, Jeffrey, I'm going to give you creativity and science. Anything science related, chemical related, that is going to be your skill point. And you are very friendly. People like you. You just you're just a bad drunk, if we're being honest. Like you're Yeah. Uh, like honestly, if you just stayed sober, you probably would have been okay. Uh, the story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and for Mr. Anyone have Gein, it's yeah. arts and craft and what else? Specifically sewing and tinkering or do it yourself projects. You are good at creating things. Um, you're really you're good with like finite little detail things like sewing. Um, crafting, you're notorious for making furniture, woodworking, those kinds of things. And if we ever come across a task where you think your skill set should give you an advantage, make the argument. We'll we'll determine. I bet I have, I'm good at disguise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what? I will I will say you are good at disguise to a degree. Like in right. your rock bottom sanity you think you're really clever and everybody else is like look at this idiot in a skin suit dancing in the full moon around town like we all see you but look at the stitch work on that skin suit (laughs) but it is amazing is Mm -hmm. that a nipple belt (laughs) (laughs) would you fuck me i'd fuck me (laughs) and puts the lotion in the basket um okay any other questions yeah what was that buddy's move his skills, you're educated, well-spoken, charming. People think you're good-looking. There are debates about the unibrow, though. It's 70 standards. 70 standards, you're doing good. Today's standards, we got to work on the unibrow. Also, the hatred of women, I don't feel, would play well in the dating scene either. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> but I mean, like... Charming enough to get that first Tinder date, but not enough to actually like do any follow up or keep somebody around. Just need the first one. <laughs> I'm picturing Jeffrey Dahmer like a uh, evil uh, Professor Frank. <laughs> you know? I love it. Jeffrey Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer, making zombies, making zombies. That'll work. That'll do. That'll work. <laughs> That'll work. Richard Ramirez is like the Tasmanian devil if he believed in Satan. Just this <laughs> wrecking ball of a human. Okay. I'm going to so, stick with Jesse's Futurama and say that Ted Bundy is like uh, Zap Brannigan. Ooh. <laughs> Zap Brannigan. Are we ready for our first task? Yes. Okay. So as was mentioned in the letter, once you are ready and you have your weapon, holster it somewhere on your body. Use your imagination on how you're holstering it. I don't care about the details. 
You're I holster to... my axe. You holster your axe. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure how Ed's going to hold onto his rocks, but I also kind of see him just walking around like, I have a rock. <laughs> just like. Like Andy Dufresne in his pocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cheeking this bad boy. <laughs> so you all notice a large door, which is clearly your gut instinct just tells you this is the way out. You all coincidentally happen to open it at the same time. Expecting to walk out into a hallway, you all walk into a large room. And there are there are six doors to this room. Five of them are open as you all stand in the hallway. Near the doorway. This is the first time you're all seeing each other. Some of you, you may recognize each other. Yeah, because there's six boxes on the screen, and I got, lo- I got. Okay, we've already been over. Math is not my strong suit here. I'm here for the serial killers, and that's it. God, okay. <laughs> so this is a dark, dimly lit room. Some will even say spooky, but for you, you're slightly comfortable. You look around. You see the other four people looking at you. You're sizing them up. Maybe you've heard of these people, so you kind of know exactly who they are, but you've never had the opportunity to meet or speak with them. Without your control, the door behind you closes, and you are forced to step into the room. In this large ballroom, you notice that there are bodies everywhere, and they're all in various stages. Oh, you guys stages. got started without me. <laughs> oh, well, that's just a stages waste right of there. decomposition. <laughs> I haven't seen you guys since the convention, by the way. Like the murder convention back last year. <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. Nice to see you all again. None of these bodies are fresh. What am I supposed to make wake out of this? This is this is bullshit. They're, they're all decomposed a little bit too much. Oh, they're, they're, none of these none of these cadavers were using lotion. This is awful. Oh man, I'm here with the mama's boy. Yeah, I'm sure you could make like a vest, maybe a vest or a pair of socks or something, probably. <laughs> yeah, college so, boy. Forgot about you. There are there's about two inches of blood that you are walking in, which you assume is from these various bodies. There's bone throughout the ground. There's skeletons. There's a couple bodies that are being hung up around the wall, being hung up by meat hooks. You might say that they are being drained of their blood. And you notice that there is one wall that none of you came from. And that wall has a single door. Overhead, you hear a voice come over. You've entered my workroom. As you can see, there are various bodies in various stages of decomposition. But that's not the point of this task. You hear a sound off to the side as you notice the three walls that don't have the door, the main door on them. Knives begin poking out. Fucking awesome. These walls will continue to move closer and closer in on you. You must all work together to find the key that unlocks the door. You have 20 minutes. So now you guys need to work together to find this key and open that one door as the walls with knives are slowly moving in on you. Wait, you guys, I know this one. The key is the friendships we made along the way. I thought the answer was love. (laughs) I'm just hacking up bodies because that's what I feel Richard Ramirez would do, but I feel like that's also where the key might be. Hey, it's not time for playing around. We gotta find this key. 
theoretically, <laughs> the key could be in one of these bodies. So maybe I'm not wasting time. You know, maybe I'm uh, I'm mixing business and pleasure. Have you tried checking under the cute bodies? <laughs> Let me try that. <laughs> Beauty's objective, though. Subjective. So can we? Well, it's okay. systematic and use science. We need to take each body and search it and then preserve it for later, experiment upon it, and then put it in a separate pile that's sanitary. I'm good with preservation. Um, <laughs> this one's pretty fresh. Uh, is there You'll a- be in charge of the epidermises, and I'll uh, be in charge of the brains. What about this one? Is this one hot or not? You do notice that there is one body along the wall that does not appear to have had any incisions other than its throat cut. But the body itself is pretty well intact. You might even say from your professional experience that this is a fresh kill. Anybody call this one? I like this one. It's the freshest (laughs) one here. The best skin remaining. Can I, do you mind if I take it? Inspect it for the key. Look for the key inside its throat. It's probably like a South of the Labs, you know. There's a big bug in there. And there's a key. <laughs> so Jesse, are you, you guys, trying to I, go I through the, look, but the I neck? I hurt my arm. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, Ed Gain will go ahead and, and dive his fingies into that throat hole. Okay, so give <gasps> oh, me well, that's a just roll. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Clint, roll a d100 for me to see how well you do in inspecting the throat. Uh, 68. Okay, so you have done a very thorough inspection of that throat. You even had your finger... Some might say too thorough. Look at this guy, just going straight for second base. (laughs) Your your finger even slipped out through the, the cut hole around the neck. However, you are very confident there was not a key in that throat. You gotta love what you do. Perhaps there is a key somewhere else in the body. Oh! There's nothing in the throat. Let me check the mouth and then the other mouth. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Put some gloves on at least. Jeez. Here, I've got an extra lab coat you could use. I always wanted to try this. I think it'd be metal as fuck. And I want to try to do the Indiana Jones thing where I rip out a heart. Okay. <laughs> so roll a D100 Kalima. for me, Damien. Kalima. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. At Temple of Dooming. 92. Which is not good. No, I was going to say that anything under 50 and you were decent, but you (laughs) thought you were stronger. Unfortunately, Mr. Richard Ramirez, your fingernails just aren't large enough to kind of break through to the skin. There's more there's more bone there than you were expecting in the cartilage, and more than anything, you kind of hurt the tips of your fingers. Yeah, this guy worked out a lot, you know, breaking through that chest plate. You know, look, look at these, look at those muscles, look at those those pecs. And I, I frustratedly just hit him with the machete, just one. And where does your machete hit? Across the rib cage. Across the rib cage? Roll me a D100. Rolled a nine. Rolled a nine, so that was a very good frustrating or a, uh, a swipe out of frustration and anger that you have cut right through the rib cage, actually, and you have cut this body in half. It was originally dangling by its arms, and now the about halfway through the torso down has fallen onto the ground, and all five of you are looking straight into the hollow of that person. 
Let's say that that cut started right above the stomach. Perhaps you see something glistening in what you would consider to be the stomach. Oh, well, that's a clean cut right there. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Hitori Hanzo made uh, two machetes. This is one of them. Question, does a bunch of candy fall out of the torso? <laughs> no, but Damn I it. do encourage you, if you, whoever are feeling up to it, maybe it's time to start digging around in that torso. Well, thanks for opening him up there. My rock just wasn't the right tool, but... <laughs> Yeah, don't say that. It's gonna be a lot easier to, to, to search around in here. Um, and I'll let you guys know that, based off of my mysterious clock, you have spent ten minutes so far. You have another ten minutes. I get down on my knees and I grab the key. Like, yeah, it's like a pinata. It's like it's like a dirty pinata. It's like a Satan's pinata. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Oh, well, I, is I, this I, what it feels like to be Mexican? Yeah, <laughs> in a lot of ways, yeah. More Catholicism. Damien, are you saying that you just shove your hand into that body and feel around until you find a key? Um, on the part that fell on the ground, I am like a kid digging through uh, a pinata that has just exploded. And I'm on my hands and knees, and I'm just, just rummaging. Okay, roll me a D100. Nobody else wants in on this? Am I the only one? <laughs> you should use a scalpel or some sort of scientific uh, tools, at least. Maybe that machete. I rolled an 86. You rolled an 86, so you are in not necessarily the most effective means of searching for a body because you went head first to look in there. You could have just stuck your arm, but you come out, you have found the key, but you, about from the shoulders up, are covered in various body parts, organs, a little bit of blood. Yeah, the bowels. It's pretty gross. Oh, the bowels. Now, you are a notorious killer, however, Dealing with organs really wasn't your thing, so roll me a 1d10, and let's see how this impacts your sanity. He's wearing the intestines like a scarf right now. <laughs> and by the way, while this is going on, uh, uh, Ted Bundy knows that they're taking care of us. He's just looking around the other bodies like, man, I, I don't can't say much for the craftsmanship, but I admire his work ethic. <laughs> Kicking the tires of some of the bones. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a 1. So maybe you are just channeling your inter-Satan goddess that you are. This really doesn't disturb you, even though it is your first time being drenched in intestines. But it will take one point off your sanity. Thank you, Dark Lord. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, uh, Richard, you have found the key. Are you ready to go open the door? Richard eats the key. No. uh (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, Richard! Back to square one. Cut him in half. Yeah. Um. Ah. Uh, God. I, I throw it to Point Dexter. I throw it to. Uh. I throw it to. Uh. Dahmer. Hey, take this. Dom. I gotta. I gotta clean all the bowels and shit off myself. Oh God. Is there a hose in here? It's so slippery. This key. All right. Well, everybody, follow me. Run to the door. These spikes are getting closer. I was I, gonna uh, say. I hope Jim. he catches it, considering it. There's two inches of blood on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> It's very slippery. There's lots of juice everywhere. It's delicious, but let's go. <laughs> you know, I've seen more blood. Uh, do you want to roll for finesse? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I rolled a 72. I rolled a 72. Okay, so you put in that key and you turn it in the most magnificent twist, all of one motion of your wrist, and you open the door like you are opening a chariot for a princess. And you gather everybody and you say, let's go. 
Let's go! Follow me! God damn, you see the way you opened that door? It was amazing. A lot of flair in your, your <laughs> wrist movements. That's fantastic. Some may even it's... say it was a little too dramatic of a door opening, but for Jeffrey, it felt right. He's a showman. <laughs> Listen, opening doors is not one of my listed skills, but it's still something I'm proficient in. <laughs> Respect, brother. <coughs> all right. To the hallway. You all go through this door, and you find yourself... Again, in yet another ballroom, also dimly lit. However, this one, thankfully, doesn't have any dead bodies. There's no blood to be walking through. If anything, it's a pretty empty room. But on the left side, you do see that there is a wall of about half a dozen levers. Um, You're not quite sure what each lever is. There's no labeling mechanism. But there is something about them you find really enticing. This is the most fun Airbnb I've ever been to. You hear over a speaker. You've now entered my lever room. You must stay quick on your feet. Pick a lever and see your treat. I really preferred the aesthetic of the previous room other than the knives approaching me slowly. Uh, but uh, I guess, you know... I prefer the sanitary nature of this room. And then I, I pull one of the levers. Okay, so I'm going to have you roll a D6 for me. Tell me which okay. number, and that'll be associated with the lever that you pull. And I uh, I definitely think I'm smarter than this guy, so I just make a comment like, Lever room, did you come up with that yourself? <laughs> I hate you, Ted Bundy. I regret freeing you from jail. I rolled a five. Um, you rolled a five. D6. Okay. So, in front of you, or above you, you hear a slight door opening from the ceiling. And something slowly falls down in front of you. You see a police officer. You must convince him that you have not killed anyone. Shall you convince him you get to walk free? Okay. Well, dead men need no convincing. I say we just beat his head in. I've got my tire iron right here. Oh, oh, hello there, officer. How you doing today? I'm good. State your nature and why you're here. You know, I was just fi- trying to figure that out myself. You know, uh, I just woke up from this doozy of a headache, and uh, we were just in this other room with uh, all these knives just coming towards us, and if it wasn't for the for this gentleman over here with the terrible teeth, we wouldn't have made it out. That seems like <laughs> a lot of sketchy situations. Oh, I Would agree. you say your name was? I didn't. But my name's John. Good to meet John. John. <laughs> Haven't seen you around these parts before, John. Well, let me say, you're the first officer I've ever seen fall from the sky, so I haven't seen you around these parts either. Officer on a stick, <laughs> it's crazy. And what are your friends here for? I'm the scientist. I'm here to inspect these levers. Uh, I pulled one of them, and then you fell down here. And gosh, we just should really uh, probably get some help. You know, that other room... There's lots of uh, bodies and, and Kool-Aid juice and delicious things in there. You might want to inspect. Officer, we have the utmost respect for you and your upholding of the law. Let, we don't want to take up any more of your time. Let's just be on our way and we'll let you get about your business. Dave, roll me a D100. Uh, 49. 49. I don't know if I trust you or not, sir, but there's something about you I find really charismatic and charming. You're free to go, but the rest of you, 
Especially you, he looks at Richard Ramirez. Why are you covered in blood? <laughs> it's racist. <laughs> oh, no, it's a Catholic thing. It's a, it's a, it's a, just, it's a, it's a holiday yeah, thing. I can explain it to you. Have you heard of uh, Blood Tuesday? This sounds like a Satan religion. Oh, yeah, you... Oh, you're just looking at the pentagram on my hand. Richard Ramirez, <laughs> since he is a coward, he wants to kill this officer so bad. He wants to swing with the machete, but because he is a coward, he is he's not making eye contact. He's... Uh, yes, officer. Uh, uh, no, no, I was... Uh, 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 no English. Officer, for whatever it's worth, the last room was just lousy with blood. Look at our shoes. We're just covered in it, and it's no, no fault of our own. If you were in that room, too, you'd see it for yourself. I work at a meatpacking plant. It seems like I've caught you boys. Did you turn into a leprechaun? Here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah but pardon my Irish friend here. <laughs> I was like, dude, is that the fucking Marty McFly's long-distant fucking relative? <laughs> and this other guy in the hat, why hasn't he said anything? Am I wearing a hat? I'm looking at you, Ed. <laughs> um, is he special needs? I... <laughs> yes, I. Oh, uh, he is. Thank you, officer. We, we'll take care of him. Sorry okay, to trouble you. We'll be on our way. He's free to go with you, Ted. The <laughs> other three here, you're all seeming to match the description I have for a suspicious person in the area, despite the fact that none of you are the same race or built or anything. <laughs> hey, most of us here are white, right? I mean, like. <laughs> The, the craftsmanship of this scene is just... Hey, time off. Uh, Sarah, I forget, do we know that we're, like, against each other? Or is this, like, a team well, thing? As as far as you know, you've just been told you need to convince this police that you haven't killed anybody. Well, way back to the beginning, did, did I forget, did they say anything about we gotta work together to say, like, one survivor? All you've been that? told is you have to survive all the tasks. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> so Dave's gonna try to kill us. Yes. Exactly. No, I, I'm actually gonna leave with uh, with Ed. <laughs> like, well, Ed, uh, they can solve that problem on their own. Let's get out of here. That was okay. That was easy. I, I don't know. Now the three of you, show me to this room with the dead bodies. Uh, it's right this way. Uh, first, you just have to pull one of these levers, and I pull another lever. <laughs> what? Roll me a d6. <laughs> uh, four. By the way, something's and off about this cop. I don't know, something about him disappearing. And Are you feeling lucky, Jesse? Not particularly. <laughs> <laughs> because you did happen to hit the lever that would open up a door in the ceiling that makes it rain knives. <laughs> you have five seconds to determine who was going to get hit by these knives. Uh, I determined the... The police officer will get hit by the knives. <laughs> so, roll me a D100. Okay. No problem. You're surprised I didn't say Dave, aren't you? <laughs> 41. 41. You, on your quick thinking and your toes, you push the officer into what you expect to be the rainfall of knives. You don't quite get him in the middle because it wasn't a perfect shove, but you get enough of his body hit by knives that he's essentially going to lay there and just bleed out from here on out. <coughs> so while you did not convince the officer that you have not killed anybody, you have gotten rid of the officer. 
Heads up. Oh, whoops. Sorry. That was oh, the yeah, wrong lever. That was my plan at step one. Oh, gosh. Yeah, at least shit. You Kobayashi Maruti. <laughs> now, um, Jesse, Damien, and Sal, roll me a D10 to determine your impact to your sanity of seeing it rain knives on a cop. It's I rolled a five. Well, five? it looks like I just rolled a one. A one? I rolled an eight, because I was like really disturbed, but like those are such good knives. Like why do you why did they waste so many knives? <laughs> now I'm gonna say that Damien, you do enjoy working with knives, you're good with machetes, but this was a little bit provoking for you. It was hard to deal with, and you are a little bit of a scaredy cat. So cut your roll in half to four, and that's how many sanity points you're gonna lose. Man, a bunch of those knives just hit the ground. Somebody's got to sharpen those, man. Come on. Like that's just you gotta respect a knife. Oh, you know, working construction. And KFC, I've seen worse. And and Sal, you had a one, so subtract a one. You're right, you've seen worse. You've seen worse injuries on the work site. But it was a little hard to watch it rain, and those got pretty close to you. It could have hit you. I once saw a district manager just fall into the oil at the at the chicken station. Oh, boy. He did not have a good weekend that weekend. And Jesse or Mr. Dahmer, remind me what you rolled. Uh, I rolled a five. You rolled a five. So we are going to take five off of your sanity just because that's not normally how you go about killing people. You like the element of control. You like your routine. This was something different. It was an officer. It was an authority figure. This was quite upsetting for you. That was really crazy. I normally use a microscope, not a bunch of (laughs) knives from the ceiling. (laughs) You know, I wonder if this is an OSHA violation. If he had a hat, <laughs> things would have been a little bit different. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I can't leave work behind. It's it's just in my nature. <laughs> yeah, I love your blue collar. Like, you're like an everyman serial killer. I like that. You speak to me. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. So. If only we had someone here who could fashion hats for all of us. Do you have a haberdasher in the group? <laughs> oh, can you make me a tricorn? <laughs> You have failed to follow my instructions as I've given them to you. I told you to convince him not to kill him. I thought that's what that lever did. (laughs) Due to this, I am punishing you. No. One of you will not make it out of this room alive. And you hear a slow door open from the ceiling and out drops, bump, 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 a Dahmer zombie. Dahmer zombie. Now, Jeffrey, this this is the preferred outcome of your interactions. This is the ideal uh, sex boy you would have had. I want you to imagine. Yeah, this is like he just won the lottery. Yeah, my (laughs) dreams have come to life. I want you to imagine in um, oh gosh, what's that movie? Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. People call him Dahmer, but he's actually Dahmer's zombie. Flight of the Navigator. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Ooh, okay. Ooh, the, I the, thought you were going to say the notebook. The meatloaf zombie. <laughs> yes, you have the dumb, good-looking boy from Rocky Horror Picture in front of you. Rocky. Now, Dahmer, this is someone you are familiar with. Unfortunately, because of the chemicals you've given this body, he does not know who you are. All of you are fair game. One of you will die. How will you protect yourself? Go. Don't you remember me, my love? It's your true love. I, I brought you to life. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, it seems like a domestic thing. We should probably just stay out of it, right? Oh yeah, I'll just keep I'll just keep backing up. 
Keep him a good shovel's distance away. If he comes close, shovel's I'll show him what for. <laughs> Maybe one one of these levers will help. I pull another lever. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, Nothing. man. Nothing happens. Oh. Oh, these useless levers. Just when I need a raining knives. Are you trying to win through the act of persuasion? Yes, I'm trying to use my uh, persuasion. Okay. Uh, my friendliness. <laughs> <laughs> and my, and my sheer love of my, uh, of my zombie partner. Roll me a D one hundred, and anything ten or below will have a positive outcome. Okay. Yikes! Holy shit, Dammer! You made this thing. It's amazing. I rolled a forty-five. Yeah, so unfortunately, that's not working. You're trying, you're trying to meet this person, make eye contact, link to that heart connection you guys previously had, but it's not working. I feel like he continues to growl. Just to be like, he's trying to put his hand on the thigh and the zombie's swatting it away. You know, I don't (laughs) see this often, but this is against God. (laughs) This zombie is clearly out for blood. He is walking. He is stereotypical, hands in front of him going... And he is heading right towards you, Jeffrey. Hey, Bundy, that zombie looks better than you. Say more handsome. <laughs> Ed Gain is uh, using one of the knives that fell from the ceiling, and um, he's just, like, whistling away, carving at the uh, cop to make that tricorn hat, by the way. just. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so Ed's completely on a different mission here, not paying attention to the zombie, but he will look fashionable, damn it. Absolutely. Can, can John also pick up and pocket a knife? Yes. Yes, you while, may. While this is all happening, backup knife? Yes. Yes. Did uh, did I get to leave the room or no? No, you were standing by the door. All of you are there. God damn it. Okay, I'm sorry. I've been operating as the person I wasn't in the room anymore. Sorry. So have we. <laughs> you are all in the room. I rolled an eight on my hat, by the way. What What kind of dice did you roll? Uh, the D100. You are making a really fucking good hat. Oh, I appreciate a good craftsman. <laughs> Probably the best skin hat I've ever seen. You should open a Regretsy account. <laughs> Did you finish the hat? Quick, toss it to me. I need it right now. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I believe that, um, that someone else ordered this hat. I can make you another hat, but this was... Um, uh, Just throw already. me a piece of that cop, please. <laughs> Just any part of it will do. Throw okay. me a chunk of cop. Chunk of cop. Isn't, I guess he has his gun here. I guess I could throw that to you. Isn't a chunk of cop a Ben and Jerry's flavor? <laughs> All right, Damien, Damien's picked up on the cop's gun. What do you do with it? Taste it. Like I'm just like, hey, you know, I, I, want, I don't like staying. I don't like getting involved in domestic things, but, um, you know, and I'd, I want to throw, I'll throw Dahmer the gun, but, you know, God damn it! I wish I started this low sanity. I would shoot myself in the head. <laughs> so, so Damien, you're throwing the knife over to Jesse, or the officer's sidearm to Jesse. Okay, or yeah, you're throwing the gun over to Jeffrey. Yeah, I'm not a gun guy. Roll me a <laughs> D100, and anything other than 60 is going to, or anything under 60 is going to have a consequence. I never took a I'm gun sorry. safety course, and uh, <laughs> I'm not really good at throwing. Anything. Anything over 60 is going to have a negative consequence. Roll the 24. Okay, okay so you throw that gun uh, right at Jeffrey. Jeffrey, roll me a D100. Yeah, we're gonna, okay. It'll determine whether I threw it overhand or underhand at you. 
<laughs> I rolled a 35. Okay, so Richard, you had a really good throw. Jeffrey, you you had one of those catches where like you kind of fumbled, but you caught it at the end of the day. So it wasn't it wasn't pretty, but it was okay. <laughs> And, and guns aren't really your thing, Jeffrey, so this is a little little uncharted territory for you. What do you do with the gun, Jeffrey? Um, I say to my zombie, I say, look, now I have a pistol. We can kill all of these killers together, <laughs> my love. <laughs> all right, Jeffrey, well, this is, is, this is a creature you created and you love. Oh shit! What are you gonna do with this gun? This gun? Does that convince him? I'm gonna, uh, basically, you trying to say, like, you know, like I'm turning, so like it's you and me versus the world, my love. It's up to you. You know, you can attempt to kill this zombie, this creature you created or you love, or do you use the gun to protect this zombie? I, I, uh, I'm not really protecting the zombie, but um, I'm trying to convince the zombie that we're on the same side. You know. Okay, well, this zombie is still getting closer and closer. It is the world's slowest moving zombie, but it is getting closer, and it is eyeing your neck. Oh, my love. All right, I uh, I guess this isn't working. This is so fucking metal. How, how's that hat coming along? Oh, almost done, <laughs> almost done. Jeffrey, toss me the gun. I'll help you out with this. <laughs> I don't think so. I shoot him. <laughs> so okay. Jeffrey, roll me a D100. You need to get something under 40 to have a successful shot. At 92. 92. You are so uncomfortable with guns. You attempt to aim it, aim it at Ted Bundy, and you've shot the chandelier. You're nowhere close to Ted Bundy's body. <laughs> oh, shit. And I'm not even going to say... I'm going to say that you also were so taken back by the ricochet or the, um, that's not the term, the recoil, uh, recoil of the gun. You've now given yourself a black eye. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> My so eyeball. Roll, roll me a D10, and that's how much you're going to lose from your um, constitution. Thank you. So okay. you're going to take six off your constitution because that black eye has definitely given you some pain in your head. You probably have a little bit of an achy headache now. Maybe you're having a little difficulty seeing out of that that right eye. Ow! Oh! Jeffrey, stop messing around and give me that gun. <laughs> After you just took a shot at him. Where? <laughs> yeah. Stop fucking around, give me the gun. Oh Christ, where's your instinct, man? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess I gotta try to shoot the zombie. You gonna shoot the zombie? Yeah, I mean, I don't want I, I don't want him to eat my neck, you know. Okay, so can I, roll can me. Can I run over and nudge the zombie towards him? <laughs> you, you can definitely do that. I think I think Jeffrey's still gonna try and take a shot at it. So let's have both of you roll me a d100. All right, I'm gonna try to with my shovel push him into him. Like like you're poking a dead animal. Yeah, the zombie just like the zombie's already moving that direction anyway. This guy already shot at one of us. I mean, yeah. I'm doing the executive decision of uh, We're getting comedy lessons from a master. Pogo the Clown's doing some sweet slapstick <laughs> over there. <laughs> honk, honk. Uh, I rolled a nine out of a hundred. You rolled a nine. So you successfully run over there, shove the zombie out of the way so he's no longer within biting distance of Jeffrey. No, Jeffrey no, would... no. I wanted to push the zombie into <laughs> Jeffrey. Oh, him. You into wanted Jeffrey. to push him. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. He was going right, too you, slow. He just sped him up. Yeah. You he already shot have, at one of us. 
You Fuck have you. not only <laughs> pushed the zombie directly into Jesse's neck, you pretty much put a bib on him and a fork and a knife in each hand and let him go to town on Jeffrey's neck. But I react neck. like, you do love me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Jeffrey, you now have a zombie munching at your neck. What do you do? I make seconds. out with him. No, I, um... <laughs> <laughs> well, I rolled an 11 to you shoot. Just take a deep I don't know if sniff. that mattered. Were you aiming at the zombie? Um, no, I think it was uh, aiming at Sal. Oh, really? <laughs> you're aiming now at, you're at Sal aiming now? <laughs> okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think I'm going to retcon that. So in the that. chaos of everything, the gun gets pointed? <laughs> it's going to be tense on the PlayStation Network later. <laughs> Point of order, though, he's... He's got to be at disadvantage if he's being attacked right now, though. Yes, I think uh, I was aiming at the zombie. Yeah, I was trying to shoot the zombie. Okay, so an 11 is good. You hit the zombie with a bullet, but unfortunately, you cannot kill that which is already dead. No, my (laughs) science has worked against me. (laughs) You have 20 seconds to make a decision before that zombie hits an artery and you bleed out. What do you do? Zombies need silver? I think that's what it is. 18. (laughs) 18. Mm. 17. 16, All right. I, um, 15, I'm going to use my 14, axe 13, to try to chop off the zombie's 12. head. Okay, While go that's for happening, it. I'm trying to wrestle the gun out of his hand. Roll a d100 for you trying to axe this zombie's neck. I rolled a 43. Great job, back right. here watching a hacking build. Shut the fuck up. You, you're making good progress on it, but time-wise, you did not make it fast enough to this prevent no the zombie scalpel. from hitting your artery. He has hit your carotid artery in your throat. Oh, my artery! You are losing consciousness. You fall limp to the ground. You are declared deceased. Whatever you do, please make a nice hat out of me. <laughs> Ted Cruz killed Jeffrey Dummer. All right. <laughs> so you all realize that Jeffrey is now deceased. And with that, the door. I will haunt you. The door opens up. And that has been part one of Sarah Lee's Summer Slasher. Don't forget to hit subscribe, leave a comment on iTunes, and we will be back with part two of this horrifying tale. Later, nerds. And now it's time for our Patreon shoutouts, Unsolved Mysteries edition. This week on Unsolved Mysteries, we discuss how recent discoveries in DNA technology, as well as the widespread use of DNA databases like 23andMe, are not only helping us catch killers all around the country, it's also helping us identify the victims of known serial killers. This episode is dedicated to that. We all remember Andrew Robertson, the frat row killer. DNA evidence has helped us to discover three additional victims. Harris and Gabe, three kobolds in a trench coat, and Rob Wagner. The frat row killer went on a rampage in 87 in Lake Havasu and claimed those three victims. The coroner said their bodies stunk of grain alcohol and rohypnol. I think we all remember Cody Martinez, the slapstick killer. In today's episode, we're going to discover how DNA evidence allowed us to identify three more victims. Anthony Silva, D.I.G., and A.J. Kurosaki. There was little left for the coroner 
after the slapstick killer dropped a piano on one and caused severe blunt force trauma after repeated falls from bananas left all over the kill room on two of the other victims. Fortunately, the slapstick killer died 10 years ago thanks to a defective Acme product that blew up in his face. We're also going to talk about 1993's serial killer of the year, the VHS killer. Thanks to the magic of DNA, our detectives have discovered three more victims in Dwayne Donovan, Fred Milano, and Chance Deason. He didn't kill them directly. They were found buried underneath a mountain of VHS pornography. Those three poor souls died crushed to death and starved underneath a mountain of bondage pornography. Wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. We will also, we'll also discuss Natasia Egrain, the Black Widow Killer, who killed Quezon Escobedo, Matthew R., and Torso Full of Bees. The Black Widow Killer was notorious for killing her victims with sexuality. And also knives. She used knives, too. In fact, mostly knives. In the early 2000s, who could forget the CrossFit killer, Christopher Waltrip, who was known for killing anybody he thought was more attractive or physically fit than him. We now know that Rebecca Throop, Jessica Oudbeer, and Lynette DeBell were all killed by this sick, fit bastard. Corner reports confirmed that the three victims were, in fact, keeping it tight. Lastly, we'll discuss how Jay Baker, Rick Turpin, and Lady Kiva Lagos is my spirit guide. We're all killed working the late shift at a Joanne's Fabric when they were claimed by none other than Lindsay Taylor, the cat lady killer. Fueled up on catnip, she left her calling card. She clawed the faces of her victims and left a hairball in the middle of the floor afterwards. Fortunately, she was claimed by feline AIDS last year. This has been Unsolved Mysteries, podcast edition.